We have known the electrification of everything is potentially harmful. AC, DC, all of this stuff. So that said, we haven't even gotten our head around when you see the studies of leukemia of just ungrounded wires in a school building right. connected to leukemia yes. of children. Yes, the magnetic EMF. Yes, mm -hmm. the magnetic EMF has nothing to do with the Wi-Fi routers or EMF at that, or the Wi-Fi or the cellular signals. So there's a ton of research just on the electrification of our modern day world that is horrifying mm -hmm. that we're not even talking about that has damaging effect on us and now they want to blanket our planet mm -hmm. and not have a choice and blast us with millimeter waves no thank you hey there welcome to thriving with technology the science-led podcast that's here to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world and i'm your host i'm august bryce from techwellness.com this show is designed to give you a practical approach on how to navigate the important tech toxins in our world. We have real-life stories, experiences, and non-fear-based facts about cybersecurity and EMFs, your online privacy, internet overuse, what leads to addiction, blue light, oh, and so much more. So thank you. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Thriving with Technology, the tech wellness podcast with August Bryce. Hi there, I'm August, and today is part two. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Darren Olin is our guest again today. If you heard the last episode, you'll know that it was a very, very amazing, great half hour. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, you should definitely go back and check it out because it's an amazing story of how he got to where he is, how he wrote Fatal Conveniences, the book. And uh, just what what journey he's been on over the last few years, researching and sharing the ideas behind fatal conveniences, things in our lives that we all love and need that could also be harming us, like EMF, as an example. Right. We talk about EMF, and we talk about so many other things that you may not have known are problematic. And if you do know, if you're one of my evolved listeners, like I know so many of you are into the new toxic free lifestyle. And I so appreciate that, but you're gonna learn a lot more. I think this is a life-changing book. I think it is. People, if you read this book, you're going to really start living your life differently if you believe what he says. And it's very well researched, solidly backed up. It's pretty compelling, really. And you know, it's not just for planet Earth. Darren's all about planet Earth, but also about our own health. Because so many of these toxins contribute to all of the chronic illnesses that we're seeing lately and cleaning up our lives can just make us feel so much better and help our planet. If uh, you heard the Lear and Keneally podcast a while back, you might remember that she talked about the idea that most of the cancers, like the majority of cancers that we are currently experiencing, it's just like, what, it's like 42% of people will get cancer before they die. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Most of that she believes is from environmental toxins. This is really serious. Mm -hmm. And so that this conversation is going to be enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. I promise. It's so. not overwhelming. There are things you can do and you're going to learn how to do it. It's not that bad, right? It's like, no. It's just like on tech wellness. You always, you're very, very clear that you don't want people to be afraid. You want people to take control and make smart changes so that they can live healthier. And haven't you found that? 
to be true, mm-hmm. personally. Personally, look at me. I'm still alive. <laughs> I am standing up. And fit and amazing. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Here we go. Part two with Jaron the author of Super Life and the author of Fatal Conveniences. I think of things that start with what inspires you the most. Maybe go out and buy some new underwear today and spend a little extra. I say um, the easiest thing is the water. The water is easy. We the, can get a filter, right? Yeah, and get that's, a filter because that's, yeah. that's a big chemical exposure. Uh-huh. Because like I said, we live in an advanced world where, keep in mind, there's two to three billion people that don't have access to even tap water on demand. Mm-hmm. So that's a hell of a thing that we've right. been able to do, right? And largely dysentery, typhoid, yeah. It's not going to kill us acutely. Right. What we haven't done is screened it for all of these pesticides, herbicides, pharmaceutical, industrial chemicals mm-hmm. that have reinfected our world mm-hmm. from the air, from the water, from industry, from rivers, lakes, streams that we've contaminated are in our water tables and are back infecting us again. So we do need to minimize the invisible chemicals that are coming through our tap water. So the easy thing to do is a reverse osmosis filter, get rid of it, but then remineralize it again. Extremely important because we don't, we have no water inside of us that doesn't have minerals and is not some sort of soleil. And how do you remineralize Mineralize. it? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, several easy different ways unrefined Celtic sea salt, unrefined Himalayan salt. If you really want to jump to the next level, you can get things like shilajit, fulvic and humic minerals. There's a great company called Mana Vitality where these guys went out and found the greatest plant-derived shilajit in the world, as well as Dead Sea minerals, all clean and hard. I love their path of how they did that. Yes, put Um, it in the water. Put it in the water. So these are easy ways to electrolyze your water again. You know what? I think it tastes better too. We have a a system that is a five-step process, and the last process is the remineralization with a filter that's full of minerals. And then it tastes so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to. So it's a double benefit. Totally, and then sticking with your mouth being open with the water, you want to just be aware of cleaning up your ultra processed food that you're. Mm -hmm. It's it's, this stuff is our food system is so gnarly in terms of that. I just read a study last week where calorie for calorie, calories were exactly the same. Yes, and people were eating exactly at the same time. And the people eating 80% ultra-processed food versus someone eating ultra-whole food, people who are eating ultra-processed food still gained weight. Oh, no. As opposed to the, yeah, so calorie for calorie, same thing. So it wasn't calorie in, calorie out. Like it was, there was metabolic changes that were happening as a result of creating hyper-palatable food that were altering the body chemistry and pushing people towards fatty liver, oh, diabetes, no. all of the inflammation, yeah. all of that stuff. So the engineered food is a really bad. Plus, it's genetically modified food. Yes. It's trans fats. It's sprayed. It's Ugh. chemical sprays from yeah. pesticide, astrazine, round. I have to tell you something about that. Oh, okay. Man. 
So we're on vacation. I met somebody. We were talking, and I said, what do you do? Oh, I've, how'd you get hurt? That's what it was. And I was at the farm. I oh, what do you grow? And he said, I grow soybeans and corn. I'm like, wow. And he said, yeah, lots of it. And I said, Whoa. please don't tell me that you use Roundup. And he said, I'm not going to tell you that. I use Roundup. And he said, it works great. And I said, oh, my gosh, don't – haven't you heard the research? Don't you know what it's doing to people? And he said, well, you know what? I don't give it to people. It's fed to the cows. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. And then for the soybeans, he said, I don't really know what happens to them. And I said, why do you do that? And he said, because I can. Because it's not illegal. So that's why he does. Right. we got a lot of changing to do. And by not yeah. supporting it, yeah. I think we can – move that change forward. 100%. Yeah, and these, you know, listen, I love farmers. I love, I grew up in an agricultural community. Right. But the system has so radically changed that it's no longer the same type of farming because mm -hmm. they are now have to buy the seeds. You let plants go to seed so mm -hmm. that you have seeds for next year. That's what okay. you normally do. But when you've now genetically modified those seeds, through a gnarly process of chemicalized, you know, it was a type of E. coli that they originally used to break into the DNA of the seed to interject. Wow. Their origin is such a crazy story. People can look it up. They lost a tomato crop of, it was frozen. So people lost like tons and tons of tomatoes. Okay. And someone was like, we got to stop that from happening. So there was a fish that was super impervious to cold. So they were able to genetically take the genetics of that fish and get it into the tomato crop vis-a-vis -vis through the E. coli that created the pathway wow. for that resistant DNA of the fish to get into the tomato to then create a new tomato that was resistant to cold. So there's genetic modification that the Incas used to use, but that's over time. That's putting stress on a plant and letting the plant use its own Adapt. adaptabilities, okay. right? Mm -hmm. This is not that. So I don't mm -hmm. want people to get confused. This is a scientific manipulation from a lab Ugh. hijacking the yeah. DNA and putting... DNA from a completely other species into a plant. That's where things get, and now we're feeding that to people. We're not regulating that. We're not letting people know. We have hybridized food of this nature all over in every cereal box, mm -hmm. every, so all the corn and corn derived, this and that, and this high fructose corn syrup, all of that is through this genetic modification and subsidized food. Our taxpayers are paying for ultra-processed food, which is, of course, then connected to the leading cause of degeneration of our whole society, which then keeps people on the tit of the pharmaceutical industry because it's a continuous wow. craziness. Okay, it's outrageous. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it's sad. Now, but do you trust like non-GMO organic? Do you believe that? Can we believe it? It's, oh man. <laughs> Please say yes. <laughs> I want to. And of course, I will always choose that, right? But there are so many, I've seen, I traveled 
for 20 years in the food industry and supplement industry mm -hmm. and you see paperwork can just be signed off and like that wasn't organic and now it is organic mm -hmm. magically oh. right i'm not saying that always exists but it does exist if you get higher yield prices for organic and there's a way for you to take your conventional crop and magically make it into organic oh, you're going to do that Wow. There's economic incentive to do that. Not saying that it exists all the way and there's mm -hmm. some great people doing great things. If you can buy food as local as possible mm -hmm. to the farmers that you know and know what they're doing, that is the best. If you can grow your own food, that mm -hmm. is even better. I wish if it was if I was a surgeon general, one thing I would do is I would take taxpayers' money and I would start giving out seeds. And I would start helping people grow their own food. It was how we created this country and it's how we could create food security. Boom. We have 47 million acres of lawn that we water for no reason other than to border our property. Mm -hmm. Right? True. So what if we took half of that and we started putting seeds in the ground and walking outside your door and picking the food and eating the food and everything else? That kind of thing, Sounds that's where perfect. I see hope, right? That's yes. where I like... There's great organizations. There's a great company that helps people do that. Food Forest Abundance. There's a cool company that I just had put on. You'll see it when you come to my property. It's a company that created like certain slopes that you can't grow on. They yeah, created they terraces. Cool. It's called Dirt Locker. I've just planted like nine fruit trees recently. So it's again, I think every road leads to if you can empower a person, even if you don't have much land, grow something. Yes. Even if you have a windowsill, yes. grow culinary herbs, right? Grow mint, grow oregano, grow basil. Basil. Right. It's like something. Basil. If you have a little pot, grow garlic, grow onion, mm -hmm. grow ginger, grow turmeric. You can do these things. So any bit of that. I love that because it's so attainable. Yes. Anybody can do that. Yeah. You, like you said, just in the windowsill. Totally. Doesn't even have to be a fancy pot. Just, totally. Yeah, right? Just tend to yeah. it. And your soul thrives as well from 100%. doing it. Yeah. Okay. So I love the book and I was just so encouraged to see the section on EMF. How did EMF, no pun intended, get on your radar? Yeah. It was that first conversation I had with Dr. Mosin. So he... I was learning from him. So I got, a, I was out of college by 10 years at that point. And I ran into him and he lectured. I heard a lecture. I've never heard anything like it. Okay. I, I was like, he just took everything I knew about nutrition and kind of turned it on its head, spun it around and then reoriented myself. So I had a much different view and I, I can't get into all of that right now. But so there was a lot of respect and I'd go up and I'd visit him in Santa Cruz often. And I remember this one, it's just him and I, and he was diving in because he'd research all day. That's all he would do. And he showed me the study on cell phone radiation and cancer and tumors. And I was I literally like was like, what? I don't understand. How could that be? Because I wasn't so thrown off because one of his colleagues, his name's Randy Masters, who's a master, pun intended, in frequency and <laughs> okay. understanding frequency as it related because he was a professor of what was it electric sound orchestra and everything else and he'd go to egypt and study all the harmonics and things like that so it wasn't 
lost on me when he said that this type of frequency was very not assimilative to the biology. Mm -hmm. So I was completely, and then he coined the term fatal conveniences. There you go. And so he already had my attention and respect yes. because of what he was saying about nutrition. And so when he started showing me the studies and it was just him and I, it was just like it threw me off. And so that was 25 years ago, 20, maybe 23 years ago. And so all the while, I would never keep my cell phone up to my head. Perfect. And I was doing all this stuff. And then I knew that this is a tough subject because the corruption, because the evidence, mm -hmm. it was so suppressed. I knew I needed to do it. And of course, it's so big that in order to conclude it, it's thousands of research articles. And then how do you summarize it in a way that can make sense and running into you along the way that's mm -hmm. how i ran into you during the research and doing the studies and finding the solutions because i knew i needed to have solutions in that book i couldn't just blast this on people it is it's overwhelming yeah and i think you did a great job summarizing it you did it's like yeah. oh it's all right there yeah. Now what do you do? Are there any changes that you personally made once you did the research? Because like you said, you were always very mindful of your phone. Yeah, I did all. I mean, I plugged back in. I didn't realize that. I didn't know someone was making those adapters. And so <laughs> what you yeah. had provided, I immediately ordered and did that plugging back in thing. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. And we'll be right back. You know, these days, parents are dealing with something that you and I never had to deal with as parents. And that is social media. It's bad enough to have a smartphone and then you load it up with social media accounts and then, oh my gosh. I mean, the responsibility of helping your kid and guiding your kid through that process is a big one. It's one of the biggest ones parents have to deal with these days. Exactly, and that's why the Surgeon General says he wants to move up the age when kids are allowed to get a social media account from 13 to older. Yeah. He thinks that 13 may be too young based on the research that he's seeing. And I think there's a lot of parents who would agree. You recently had a video on tech wellness that I thought was just amazing. On a school bus full of kids, the only child who did not have a phone on the bus realized that the driver was having a medical emergency, had the wherewithal to get up, run to the front, stop the bus, save the driver, and probably save his friends and himself just by being aware because he was the only one not looking at his phone. That's right. And you know why I wanted to do the social media plan? It's because so many parents weighed in and said some things that just broke my heart. I wish I'd never given my child a phone. Oh my gosh, if I could turn back time. Oh, this was the worst thing that ever happened to my kids. Because I asked, when's the right time to get your kid a phone? And a lot of people weighed in with some really deep pain or at the very least reticence. And so I thought, you know what? We need to help prepare kids for social media, for getting their phone, especially for social media, because I think that's where so much of the hurt comes from. FOMO, social comparison, anxiety. There's just so many things that can happen and can make us feel bad about ourselves and cause us not to be successful in our lives. And so we've created the Family Social Media Success Plan. That's awesome. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't give your child the key to your car and say, uh, yeah, go figure that out. It's almost like that with social media, isn't it? Exactly. The research is pretty clear. No, it's very clear. This is just like sort of guardrails. 
being prepared. And that's what this family social media plan will help you with. It's so great. I love how it came out because we inform, we bring you up to date on the latest research, the latest laws about social media. And then we talk to you about maybe some of the things that you've never heard of. And we educate you on the glossary of social media. And then the best part is it's interactive. So you work with your kids no matter how old they are. If they're seven years old, eight years old, because you know, so many of those kids will have an account and you might not even know they have an account. So it gives you the opportunity to start talking to them about it and you scroll together. And even if your child's 16, it's not too late to talk about feelings, to talk about the right way to show up on social media. And then the best part is when it's all finished, you've written it down and you put it up and it stays in the forefront of your mind. I think it's really cool what you're saying is that you put it up in front of everybody in the family and everybody lives by those rules, not just the kids. It's everybody's plan. It's the whole family plan. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think of it as rules. I think of it as opportunity. It's a plan for success. It's like when, when I manifested you. That's right. <laughs> so when I was much younger, we've been married a long time, I met someone who had had an incredible experience and she had said, you know, I put my goals up in the refrigerator. And she said, is there anything you want? And I said, well, I'm looking for my husband. I was all of 19. And so anyway, she said, well, put that list up on the refrigerator. Put everything that you see in your future with the man of your dreams. And I did. And guess what? What? Come on, keep going. <laughs> I, like where you're go I like where this is going. Second date. And I knew immediately, the first date, I knew, oh my gosh, it's my list. And so anyway, you knocked on the door and I was upstairs. And so you came in and I came downstairs. And who was staring at the refrigerator reading my list out loud? Me. <laughs> I pulled it off the refrigerator and I threw it away and I never saw it again because I was so embarrassed. But guess what? Seeing something and being reminded of what you want and the reason why. Brings it to you is one of the keys to success. Now, I would like to talk more about me because <laughs> this is a good moment for me, but I do want to also mention the fact that, you know, you give parents the opportunity to normalize the ability to oversee, to help. Because right now- Participate, to be a part of it. I yep. feel that some parents feel like it's it's not even their purview. They, they, oh, they can't look at that account. They can't talk about that. But you know what you can? It's your kids. And this helps you do it in a really nice, natural way. So it doesn't seem like anything, but being part of their life in a super good way. Like when, when my dad took me out for a ride in the car and showed me how to use the clutch. Right. That still didn't really stick, but it, that didn't really work. He tried, but he did tried. Not, didn't that really work? <laughs> so the Family Social Media Success Plan, how? can our listeners get a hold of one? Well, depending on when they're listening to this, it's either on pre-order or you can get it tomorrow. Come to techwellness.com. We'll also provide a link below in the show notes. But if you visit techwellness.com and you put in family social media plan, up it will pop. Order yours now. It's good. So I was like, I'm still hell-bent on let's create a revolution of plugging back in, like um, hashtag plug back in. Like, okay. And so let's the, do it together. Yeah. Absolutely. And I knew of AirTube's like 
15 years ago I had some, but they were so crappy mm -hmm. that they would never last more than a week. Remember so this, oh my God. <laughs> and one of oh, one right. crazy dude that I knew ordered like a hundred of them. And I just was like, these things suck. I can't hear very well. But now with yours, I love them. And Excellent. I know that any extra EMF is mitigated yeah. with that stuff. So yeah, so being able to have those practical solutions was wonderful to discover mm -hmm. because in this EMF world, mm -hmm. it can get so weird because you can get those obscure people and it can get so, pun intended, ungrounded and okay. just kind of okay. very conspiratorial. Oh, in conspiratorial a sense. for sure. Yes, you know? I know what you're but saying. But you okay. yes. specifically, not to pump you up, but to pump you up. <laughs> Thank you. You're very clear in how you go about it, which I respected right away. You're like, you're not just taking everything that people are saying, like that super sticker that's right. been sold 1,200 <laughs> times for the last 20 years. People put that special right. sticker that depolarizes, <laughs> magically makes your cell phone beneficial to you. And it's like, what? But you know what? I bought of it course. at the beginning. Of so course, did I. Of course. You know, because I really thought it wouldn't be sold if it didn't work. Right. And I bought it and felt zero relief. Right. And then that's when I thought I did have to share right. all of my experiences. Right. You know? And then you went to work mm -hmm. on validating, creating your own science team or, or yes. people and colleagues that you could reach out to that you Correct. trusted. And you had that N of one that you could always, it's like if you were feeling that because you had that, you told me that you had that exposure, like as soon yes. as your first experience, you that's could true. feel it. So that led you down this path of, and I think that you knew you needed these real solutions because you really had an issue with this stuff. It wasn't so good just to make a bunch of money on some super secret Silly. sticky yeah, sticker. <laughs> and Mosin actually told me this right away. He goes, it doesn't make sense. He goes from, because he would get into mathematics. Mm -hmm. He goes, from a physics perspective, if you take something that's non-biological mm -hmm. and then disperse it more, mm -hmm. it goes into an area of further and deeper away from that which it started in, and that was non-nature. So mm. it's going into an area that is further away from any explanation or any assimilation, yeah. and potentially, he even said, potentially more dangerous. Spinning. Yeah, wow. it's more dangerous to... to try to take something that was never from the natural world and then trying to manipulate it into something that was more, he thought that was a very dangerous path. So when you're dealing with, that's why I like very things like plug in, yeah. Faraday cage it, like block it, move it away from your body, turn it off. Like those very pragmatic things is I think the harbinger of your tenant of True. what you do. Cause it's like, and you have your meters and it's like, there it is. Right. It works or doesn't. Right. This is what they say. This is what's actual. And, and that's you know, what I appreciate. I do. About and that's you. what we have for now. And it's great. Yeah. Right. Eventually, I believe the, the guy who headed Microsoft Canada says, I believe I can get two engineers in a room for right. 48 hours and they're going to figure this out. 
yeah. how to make it safe. And I believe that's coming, but that's not the way it is now. Right. And you know, I'm so excited to talk to you because you're so into sustainability and caring for the earth. And I've been mm. wanting to ask you, what do you think about climate change <laughs> and the immense amount of radio frequencies that are blanketing the earth now? Do you think it has, do you think, I just feel like it might have something to do with it. Do you know it all? Oh my God, that's a big know. question. I don't know either, but well, I, it seems first, like yeah. heat, feeling it, you know, just. When we have, I mean, there's a couple of things. So the first question is, what do I think about climate change? That's a rabbit hole. Not that, just um, about the EMF and climate. The, like, the, okay, could so we the, be affecting so it? The, I mean, how is it not affecting all biology? And this is, it's Gaia. It's a living organism. Mm -hmm. Earth. I mean, the delicacy of us being able to breathe in oxygen yeah. and have this sun that comes down and these photons hit solar panels, which are green leaves, mm -hmm. and convert that energy into usable fuel that we ingest vis-a-vis -vis through the soil and the uptake of that is unbelievably miraculous in a way I can't even possibly fathom. And so when we are taking something that is potentially 40,000 plus satellites, many satellites in our ionosphere and blanketing our planet and blasting us with non-ionizing radiation in every corner of every place around this earth and knowing that the history of electrification itself had very damaging effects yes. that they also knew. Yeah. They knew when they put the first telegraph up that it was hurting mammals, it was mm -hmm. hurting migratory patterns of birds. We have known the electrification of everything is potentially harmful. AC, DC, all of this stuff. So that said, we haven't even gotten our head around when you see the studies of leukemia of just ungrounded wires in a school building right. connected to leukemia yes. of children. Yes, the magnetic EMF. Yes, mm -hmm. the magnetic EMF has nothing to do with the Wi-Fi routers or EMF at that or the Wi-Fi or the cellular signals. So there's a ton of research just on the electrification of our modern day world that is horrifying mm -hmm. that we're not even talking about that has damaging effect on us and now they want to blanket our planet mm -hmm. and not have a choice and blast us with millimeter waves no thank you i'm really scared for us as humans just the fact that we're doing that and the stress response that we'll have on our planet. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of climate change, shit, I don't know. Let's call it another stress response we are causing on the planet. I think of climate change as pollution. I largely divorce myself from that term. Okay. Because people are hijacking that term. Okay. And they're using it for other purposes that I have no idea what they're doing. Okay. Right? So I don't like the term. I think of it as I don't like it anymore. I think of things, I go back to my Minnesota roots. I go back to, I listen from that place. Mm -hmm. What makes sense? Does it make sense to blast us with EMF radiation that we see upside down and sideways? It mm -hmm. causes stress response mm -hmm. in the environment, in insects, 
in mammals, in birds, in humans, in, in the my, sky, like all in the planet sky. Earth. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. So it is not a good idea to cause more stress response of pollution, mm -hmm. just like it makes no sense to pollute a river dying your blue jeans, which by the mm -hmm. way, you can see those rivers in China when they're dying blue jeans from a satellite. No. Right? So the environmental impact that we are causing is whether you want to take it to we are causing heat and cooling and everything else and we're the cause, just look around. It's happening. We're polluting the mm -hmm. shit out of ourselves mm -hmm. and the planet. We have to stop. So on that note, thank you. And change. That's a good answer. On that note, how do we detox? Can we detox? From what in particular? From the chemicals <laughs> in my clothes and that I'm absorbing because I didn't buy organic from the get-go. Well, you have to turn off the faucet of exposure, okay. number one, right? So how we're getting exposed, water, what we're wearing, what we're mm -hmm. slathering on ourselves, what we're putting in our hair and our skin, what's in our environment. Our home environment is our second skin, mm -hmm. right? So we're around it. What are we sleeping in, sleeping on? So we need to be aware of these things to minimize the faucet of exposure. Okay. And then from there, just by way of turning off the stress response because you can't detox when you're in a stress response. When you're in a sympathetic response mm -hmm. all the time, which of course EMFs show that we're constantly in right. and we're not supposed to be in. Correct. If you can downshift to parasympathetic, then your body has a chance to start healing itself, right? And detoxification is a natural part of the body. The oh, that's such good news because honestly, <laughs> no, it is. It's yeah. great news because I know I feel the parasympathetic response when I'm in an, an EMF filled environment and I put up my canopy and yeah. I jump inside and I have amazing yeah. dreams. I feel yeah. great. Yeah. So that's a detox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it it's lets your metabolic processes and your cellular dying off senescence process mm -hmm. and it lets the, then the RNA DNA work because that's the instruction manual that's telling your amino acids, i.e. your proteins, to assimilate and to create itself in a certain way. That's how your body rebuilds. Every cell is being transformed. So in order for your body to have the correct instructions, mm -hmm. your DNA tells your RNA, your RNA tells the amino acids, your amino acids form in a way that says, okay, I need to change out the cells in my ear and reform as my ear. But when that stuff gets thwarted, mm -hmm. that's where shit goes sideways. That's right. where tumors get thrown off that's where and again those things can also happen not just with emf sure. those can Obviously. happen to all these other right. stress responses so right. and then of course when you go into foods and superfoods and all of those things heavy metals the heavy metal exposures there's really bad problems in fish and the mm -hmm. sea and harvesting from that not to mention just we won't have fish available if we keep doing what we're doing. But the accumulation of heavy metals and those things, you can then go into chelation therapies that are a lot more aggressive, but largely can do it through some green drinks and cilantros and stuff like that. But there's also a lot of good electric medicine these days yes. that, that have been used for Thousands. I used to detox myself from parasites with Dr. Halda Clark's pulsing on my little, God, I, what was that? 
what was that called? I forget. It was a little, you wet these little modules, you uh-huh. put it on your pulse response, and you have this little meter, and it would circulate all through the blood and kill the pesticides, or excuse me, right. the parasites and the harmful bacteria. And now they're doing that with the lasers and lights yeah. in your veins. Yeah. So there's a Many. lot of good on the electric medicine side. Yes, and that's different. Things. And people talk a little bit about yeah. EMF there. Yeah. And just to me, the distinction is one's carrying data, the other is not. So that's the big, exactly. that changes the texture of the wave dramatically. And it's understanding the frequency. Right? And what it's so, doing specifically. Exactly. Yes. And, and an amazing work in the early 1900s, Dr. Royal Rife, yes. right? Created yes. all his freak. Yes. I, I saved my ass Bring when it I back. came. Yeah. When <laughs> I had a parasite exposure from India in 2003 and I couldn't get rid of, and I programmed, I got a Rife, an old Rife yes. machine and programmed all these frequencies of parasites and it ran these frequencies And it's the only thing that got rid of those parasites. And the idea, just to summarize quickly, people can look it up, Dr. Royal Rife's Mm -hmm. research and discoveries and inventions, but it's it's understanding that everything has a frequency. And so does parasites and certain conditions in the body. So if you give the body equal and opposite frequency to say that parasite or that virus, then that will create an environment where that virus or parasite no longer can thrive in. That is so cool. Thank you for explaining it that way. I did, in my healing journey, try the Rife machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of different, of course, the FDA and all these people try to kill those technologies all the time. But, you know, these are proven things that have worked throughout now 100 years. And I know that you're so hopeful. Very much. And so where do you think we're headed in the world with all of these fatal conveniences, and what's the alternatives? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a certain group of people, and I don't think that large of people, but may have a lot of power that are hell-bent on keeping the same thing going and having profits and power be the kind of the ruler or their god. At the same time, and I don't even mean this as a flippant statement, I really mean that I'm inspired every week by someone or a group of people or people I am currently working with in some fashion or function on solutions from big and small, from water, harvesting water, using water more effectively to creating different ways to grow food, to creating healthy shelters and using new material science to alternative clean energy production way beyond solar and wind, truly sustainable clean energy. Like I'm inspired every day. And so I think that when you have crazy people doing crazy things and selling products that are harmful Mm -hmm. and doing things that are harmful and governments overstepping and not having the sovereignty at the heart of the fabric of us as humans, not to mention as the fabric of the founding of this country, I think that you're going to have the pendulum swing. And the pendulum swings as a counteract of people trying to control other people. And when you try to control other people, you don't get to know what's going to happen on the other end. On the other end of that, you've got the light of the heart of humanity steps up and says, that's not right. That's the wrong direction. And so you get to have innovations and creations and people coming together, connecting. 
again with people and in, in connecting people in the common movement of sovereignty is something that lights me up every day. That's... And I see the solutions. I have seen things that literally people would not believe. Are you but going I've... to be introducing them to us? At some point, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On your website in another book? We'll see. Yeah, hopefully, yes. W without a doubt, some of them in this new TV show I've been developing, they'll be, hopefully we'll be shooting in the next three to six months. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And thank you for the book. And thanks oh, for this time together. Oh, amazing. Thank you. It's great to be with someone who's on that train of desire and passion and hope too, because I know that this stuff is heavy and I really appreciate your desire to get out solutions and ultimately giving people solutions creates hope and I think so and, and it's what well, it was just my experience yeah. because I was very sick and so once you experience yeah. the transition like you're the one who said I heard you say it in a podcast once that you don't know how good you feel yeah. until you feel good <laughs> just by making right choices totally. right Totally. And there's nothing better than that. So and that's a my snowball. motivation. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So let's keep going and let's keep kicking some ass. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Aaron. Thank you. Wow. More great information from Darren Olean. I mean, it, it was such a wonderful time that, that we spent with him that day. We got these interviews done and you also went out to his house and saw how he's living pretty much off the grid up in the mountains above Malibu. But using his phone hardwired, hardwired, how cool was that? Mm -hmm. And the Wi-Fi switch just warms my heart. Yeah, there's a funny thing in there where, where you guys uh, turn off the Wi-Fi and then the, the meter goes to zero and it's like a big party. Hold on. Pretty it funny. always is. It's right? a party when that meter goes green. Wait, wait what's, Absolutely. what's the new hashtag? Plug back in. Plug back in. Hashtag, hashtag plug, plug back, back in. in. We'll be looking on Instagram for your hashtag plug back in. Isn't posts. he wise? Very much so. And so cool, yep. right? Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of things going on. A lot of people are coming to him for more information. He has many things in development and you're going to want to follow him along his journey. You can find him on Instagram, of course, and he has a YouTube channel, but for sure you should be reading his books. Right. He's just the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Yeah. Let's go hang right. out with him. Take it up a notch, right? Exactly. Absolutely. He's a vegetarian though. I'm going to have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't think so. Because you know what? I don't think he's going to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You eat his Baruka nuts. I do. They're so yummy. Okay, did we talk about this? When they're covered remember. with chocolate, I do eat them. You do. So these are these amazing protein source nuts that- From Brazil that he from, found. Yes, that he found, discovered. And another amazing thing about the Baruca nuts, I'm, I will leave a link so that you guys can try them. And Hal's right, the chocolate covered Baruca nuts are delicious. But also, if they sell five pounds or anytime they sell five pounds, they plant another tree. So he's making us feel better and he's helping the environment at the same time. That's that right. Yeah, it was a good podcast. Okay, thanks everyone for listening or watching if you saw us on YouTube. So what's, what, what is the, the, what do you hit? You like, you subscribe, what's the thing? The bell. The bell on YouTube, yes. Yeah, you know, so you can get notifications. Ah, I see, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. See you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. I hope you loved it. If you do like what you've heard, leave us a review and subscribe to the show. For more tools and information to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world and navigate those tech toxins, 
follow Tech Wellness on all the usual social media channels and head over to techwellness.com for resources, videos, solutions, and so much more. I'm August Bryce. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be well.